We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Blue Wire. What is up, Nets fans? Welcome to Brooklyn Buzz. I'm Nick Faye. With me, as always, Jack Manuel. And Jack, the Nets signed Patty Mills. They also brought in James Johnson. Jack is excited. He's happy to have an Australian on the team. How are we feeling, Mr. Manuel? Legitimately Josh Giddy about the Patty Mills <laughs> news, Nick. I am ecstatic. I have Patty thrills oozing through my body. The Nets have the two best Australian point guards in NBA history on their team. For those that aren't playing along at home, Kyrie Irving was also a native Australian born there. Yep. Um, did obviously leave for, for America and is a Team USA member, but n- nonetheless, he'll probably be joining Patty Mills uh, any day now, uh, probably to uh, absolutely destroy KD and uh, the, the Team USA team. But man, um. I, I, I went to bed thinking, I'm like, man, I hope I wake up and Paddy Mills and or Rudy Gay are on my team. I woke up and I had about five people at me on Twitter. I got DMs from you and everyone else. And um, it was it was like my birthday, Christmas, <laughs> and the Boomers winning gold medals in one. And um, I'm, I'm ecstatic, Nick. A two-year, $12 million deal, the taxpayer mid-level. Um, the fact that he, he chose us over the Lakers as well is uh, makes it a little bit sweeter. But they've had a good off-season too. But I'm going to focus on my nets and the fact that we're We've got one of the great Australians in history, not just an Australian athlete. His activism, the identity that he has formed for himself, uh, goes beyond basketball, especially uh, for his Indigenous culture and the impact that he's had on San Antonio. He is going to be a legend there. Uh, There's no doubt about that. So um, I'm sure Pop will probably be congratulating him, be a little bit salty as well um, in, in the game tomorrow. But Man, I'm, I'm ecstatic, Nick. This is, um, it, we were, I was a little bit, had my reservations on yesterday's pod, and then obviously the Spencer Dinwiddie news drop, but then we got this Patty Mills news. Um, I'm incredibly happy. Um, my, I can't take the smile off my face. Yeah, I mean, I knew this was somebody that you really wanted. This is somebody we talked about a lot. You know, this was the guy that we were looking at as a free agent uh, guard target for the Nets. This was the top of the list, and for a lot of reasons. And not to mention, like you said, Jack, a lot of free agents came off the board. It was starting to dry up. The guys that you want to give taxpayer mid-level exception money to weren't really there. Patty Mills was one of the top candidates there and one of the best fits for the Nets. And like you said, the Lakers are competing. So a lot of pluses for the Nets to get this signing. Obviously, too, they they lost Spencer Dinwiddie to the Wizards, like you mentioned. We'll see what the sign-in trade result is for that. But 
Mills is a guy, like we talked about, he fills a need. He's a backup point guard, but he also complements the Stars in a way where he can play with them because he can be a secondary creator. He's such a great three-point shooter, such a great catch-and-shoot three-point shooter, has hit, hit big shots in big games, has won a championship. And you look back to last year against the Bucks when the Nets lost because that's what you have to go to for every signing and every upgrade you're looking for. Kyrie Irving's out. James Harden is himself. You need somebody to step up. You envision Patty Mills, a guy that could do that. Maybe not the entire series. Maybe it's just one game, but he could give you one of those performances or even just a stretch in a game where he hits three threes and just has one of those scoring bursts like he's done for Australia in the Olympics. You know what I mean? He just has that pop to his game. He He's an offensive dynamo, and he's someone who has gotten better with age. You know, he and his skill set, you know, being one of the, the great three-point shooting marksmen, you know, Matt Brooks dropped some, some pretty nice tweets about, you know, his open shots and his, his uncontested shots and his contested shots. Well, uh, expect those uncontested shots to go up quite a bit, especially if he's playing in that second unit with James Harden, because James Harden knows how to find open shooters, whether you're Joe Harris, whether you're you know, Jeff Green, or whether you're Paddy Mills. Paddy Mills is going to have an absolute field day. And a lot of the times, Paddy also, also likes to, to contest a little bit as well. Yep. Um, I think He's going to be a, a really nice secondary ball handler as well um, in that second unit too. And throughout the season where, you know, Kyrie Irving gets rested or Kyrie Irving, you know, misses a few games here and there, same with James Harden. You know, Paddy Mills is one of the great backup point guards uh, in the NBA. Um, an incredible three-point shoot, as you alluded to, Nick. And, you know, I'm I'm already going to start it, Nick. You know, if Paddy Mills isn't favorite for sixth man of the year, I'm going to make a, a pronouncement here. He's winning it. I, I, I put it out there for Spencer Dinwiddie. <laughs> In an article for Nets Republic a couple of years ago, and he was mighty close to it if he wasn't top in the three. Roster. Yep, top three. Um, I'll put it out there for Paddy Mills again because, man, that dude's going to get some nice open shots, and uh, I can't wait to see him in the black and white. It's going to look better on him uh, when it's Brooklyn Nets rather than San Antonio. Yeah, and just the stat you alluded to, Jack, from our guy Matt Brooks, 55% of Patty Mills' catch-and-shoot looks last year were guarded, and he shot 37% on those looks, which isn't bad. And then on the remaining 45% of on-guarded looks, he shot 47.9%. So this is a guy that's going to get a ton of open looks. He's really just going to kill it, and the amount of floor spacing if the Nets do retain Joe Harris, it's going to be insane. You know, there's just going to be a ton of floor spacing all the time because, oh, yeah, we have Kyrie Irving, we have Kevin Durant, and I think James Harden you're going to see is going to be a more willing catch-and-shoot three-point shooter. I don't think he adjusted enough during the regular season and last year with the team. I expect it to happen in the offseason. So just kind of doubling down on offense to an extent and getting a guy that can step up, like you said, on nights of guys you know are injured or they need to do some load management, whatever it is. And honestly, I just feel really relieved with the fact this is a guy that's been in big games. And you kind of mentioned how he likes to shoot contested sometimes. He also likes to shoot big shots. Like I've haven't I don't watch a ton of the Spurs anymore. Obviously, they're not that same championship level team, but over the course of time, he's just a guy that can come off a pick and hit that splash three in your face and oh now you're up one 30 seconds left in the game. He's just that type of player. He's a goddamn champion, Nick. You know, and we add to the championship caliber experience that we have on this team. A guy who's been in big moments. You know, we saw players like Joe Harris shy away from them against Milwaukee in the postseason. You know, Paddy Mills isn't a guy that shies away from the moment. He relishes it, he walks through it, and he smashes it. Um, other little things that I really like about this signing, Nick, that awesome awesome free throw shooter you know it's a, it's something that i mentioned just uh, as a little bit yeah. of a tidbit everywhere but a career not at 85.6 85.8 uh, free throw shooter and 91 percent from the line last year 
Kyrie Irving will certainly like that, especially over LeBron James. Uh, but in, in, in saying that as well, you know, he's also an incredibly durable player. You know, despite yeah. being in the league for a very long time, you know, next year will be his age 33 season. You know, the past two seasons are the only seasons other than an injury rule of uh, 2014-15 where he didn't play around, you know, 80 games or so, you know. And one of them was a shortened season. Exactly. So um, he is incredibly durable, which is obviously uh, a really good thing to have. Um, and, and like I sort of said, despite heading into his age 33 season, I think he's still got some real quality basketball ahead of him. And these two years um, are, are going to be some really, really fun times. They're going to be some big moments, big shots throughout the regular season. You can imagine, you know, Kevin Durant on the drive or James Harden out on, on the drive and kicking it out to Patty Mills. And Patty Mills, you know, I I lose it when it's happening at Team US at, for the Boomers uh, for the past... 12 years, you know, seeing this guy um, and, and, and those uh, gorgeous dread, dreadlocks uh, flowing through the wind. Um, he is a, a goddamn marvel um, and when it comes to shooting and, and a really smart player as well. Uh, I think he's going to be a really a fantastic locker room presence to have. Yep. The chemistry, um, I'm sure all those things are going to be, you know, absolutely fantastic to have. And it's just cool to have an Aussie on the team as well, Nick. You know, I yep. mentioned, you know, about Kyrie Irving, but... You know, I've been a Brooklyn Nets fan for, for a while now. We've done this podcast for a couple of years. But to have, you know, one of my favorite athletes for my, my own country, you know, a, a true indigenous legend, you know, the flag bearer uh, for my country um, the, who and the first ever person uh, of indigenous culture to do that in, in Australia as well. Um, it's it's just awesome. I think it's yep. a, there's things that are just a little bit bigger than basketball. I know that it's probably special for a lot of people, and I'm not saying that this is more special for me. And I, you know, it matters more to me than other people. But I don't know. It's it's pretty goddamn cool, Nick, to have you know a guy I've been following for a long time, and you know, I follow Ben Simmons, I follow you know Josh Green, Josh Giddy, all these guys are around the league just because I have those ties to them. Ben Simmons a little bit less, probably the past two or three seasons. <laughs> but Patty Mills has always just been a guy of high quality character personality um, i just love everything about him uh, and he makes me proud to be an australian and he's going to be make me even prouder to be a nets fan as well yeah i mean obviously when i saw it i was excited for the nets i was also super excited for you but kind of it carries us over to relationships and what it means and connections and that's a big reason why he ended up in brooklyn sean marks obviously is a guy that he knows from his days in san antonio Thiago splitter another guy that he knows so again adding to the relationships in brooklyn just kind of making the team a little bit more connected at different levels i think is something that's pretty cool that sean marks has done yeah, when we saw Tiago Splitter jump on Twitter with a couple of flame emojis, summing up <laughs> my feelings as well. And, you know, I got a, a really solid traction on that tweet as well for Splitter. So I, we we preach and, and, and speak a lot about the Brooklyn Nets family. And maybe we do a little bit overboard because, you know, we have these, I guess, somewhat familial ties to the, yep. the importance this team has uh, in our own lives in general. But, you know, to extend it um, and have Paddy Mills become a Brooklyn Nets family member... Um, it only it only makes me feel even closer ties to this organization as well. And I mean, we've been doing a podcast. We've, we've done million, uh, like four over four hundred podcasts on this thing, and um, I can't wait for the next uh, one hundred and fifty or so with with Paddy Mills uh, in the Brooklyn Nets uniform, analyzing games, big shots, big player performances. The quotes is really just intelligent person as well. Um, we've got a really smart team on our hands, Nick, and um, just the. The general vibe of this team um, and the the fact that we can add this guy um, and, and add just a, a true icon in Australian sport um, to the Brooklyn Nets, my, my favorite sports team in any of world sport, um, it's, it's pretty goddamn awesome. 
Yeah, it really is. I mean, it it's just cool too, is that it's another champion, just another like experienced guy to have a board to like, this is what it takes to win. And like you said, I think he'll help replace some of the locker room stuff. Maybe that Jeff green did probably in a different way. He doesn't seem necessarily like the same type of guy, but obviously I'll learn more about him this year. Obviously, you know, plenty about him. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. But Jack, does this make you feel, um, I don't know confidence word I'm looking for. Do you think it's more likely that they could end up moving Joe Harris at this point or they're more willing to because now they have another, you know, three point marksman on the roster that's also proven to be able to do it in big games? 
Yeah, I mean, we saw this from the glue guys sort of putting it out there and um, obviously maybe starting a bit of a, a Twitter storm uh, for Nest Twitter, but it certainly doesn't hurt it, Nick. That's how I will yep. say it. Now, the the ultimate is that, you know, Joe Harris finds his form again, not in the regular season. We know he's the best regular season shooter over the past three years or so, but in the postseason. And yep. the extra added pressure, the extra added open looks that, you know, Paddy Mills isn't just a, a good three-point shooter. He's a great three-point shooter. So you have extra spacing. Jeff Green obviously had a, a tremendous season under uh, Brooklyn as well, but you know, he's not the same floor spacer. Paddy Mills obviously isn't the same defender or, or versatile, you know, a wing guy that we have either. But hopefully that that little bit of added pressure for Joe makes him lift his game, uh, makes him be a bit more accountable for himself uh, and makes him produce more because... You know, that contract at $19 million is incredibly tradable. And, you know, you, got, you uh, obviously Bruce Brown isn't traded, uh, tradable, obviously, on his contract, uh, only taking a, a one-year deal. We'll get to that in a little bit. But it certainly doesn't hurt it. That's how I will say it. You know, if the Nets didn't have Paddy Mills, then you could probably say that Joe Harris has a bit more security. But the addition of Paddy Mills certainly goes, okay, Joe Harris might have to look over his shoulder a little bit. Yeah, it gives or flexibility, you know, if he doesn't perform or meet their expectation or there's a deal on the table where Sean Marks feels like it's going to upgrade the team in a different way and maybe help more defensively or maybe a versatile big or something along those lines. You're like, OK, well, you know, Joe Harris possibly can get moved because we do have a ton of elite shot makers on this team. So I I'm really happy about it, Jack. We also did see the net sign James Johnson to a veteran minimum deal. Um, this is a guy that we did mention on the forward targets a little bit. We didn't really go in depth on him. The biggest thing with him is he's providing toughness. He's that quote-unquote enforcer. Still can defend at a decent level. He's not the same player he once was. I was watching a little bit of his clips. I think he can drive the basketball a little bit better than I thought. Three-point shot is extremely inconsistent, and that could honestly really dictate if how impactful he's going to be in Brooklyn. We've seen him you know, shoot mid-30s. We've also seen him shoot in the 20s. I think a lot of it, too, kind of depends on what his role is going to be like, how consistent is it, and what kind of shape he comes into camp. Gives me some Wilson Chandler vibes in, yeah. in all us, Nick, and and not necessarily that's not necessarily a bad thing. You know, Wilson Chandler was uh, pretty solid for the Nets, and if we get the same amount of production, reliability, you know, locker room presence, leadership, toughness, all these sort of things from James Johnson, I'll be happy. And again, vet minimum. You know, jo uh, Sean Marks needs to try and add and find value. You know, obviously Rudy Gay uh, accepted the taxpayer mid level uh, in Utah, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah. So that is you know, for, and, and we use Patty Mills to to do the same thing. It's it's a bit disappointing to see that Otto Porter Jr. is obviously heading to the Golden State. But, you know, the moves aren't over. The the Nets will continue to make moves, and they have until February. You know, they'll obviously be, you know, incredibly active on the buyout market. But at least having a wing. I said this yesterday that I'm just like, God, but the, the Nets need a wing. We can't just have yeah. Kevin Durant. You know, the, the loss of Jeff Green and you replace him with James Johnson. James Johnson isn't going to be a starter. He isn't going to provide the same level. The only thing, like you sort of alluded to, Nick, that he is an upgrade over in Jeff Green is just the general toughness and that sort of mentality. You know, Jeff Green is just a way better basketball, had a way better yep. season. But if Johnson can find his three-point shot, you know, a lot of players seem to do find seem to find their stroke uh, under Steve Nash, Sean Marks, and, and the helm of the Brooklyn Nets assistant coaches. Would not surprise me. But he also is just a strong player, makes the right decisions, a vet dude to have around the locker room. Uh, on the vet minimum, don't hate it at all. Yeah, I mean, you kind of try him out to an extent. You're not sure how well it's going to work out. Maybe you can get closer to what we saw in those Miami Heat days and, you know, provide the Nets some real impact off the bench. But like you said, vet minimum. I think, you know, 
the best thing he can really do is kind of provide an annoyance on the floor, similar to like a PJ Tucker to some superstars, just an extreme level of physicality. And like you said, no one really wants to mess with this guy. So I think it provides the Nets a little bit of versatility being his three point shot. That's really going to be the biggest question mark for him. If this turns into a good signing or just, you know, another guy at the end of the bench. Absolutely. So we'll, we'll see how it all pans out, but I think we've got our boy Bruce back. Bruce is back. Yeah, Bruce is back. I mean, the deal was, I don't want to say surprising, but at the same time, I anticipated it being a small deal given that there wasn't much chatter on his name. So Bruce bet on himself. I think it was one year, $4.7 million. Um, the Nets could also end up having to pay him next year. He could end up leaving, whatever it is. But a contract year for Bruce kind of makes me feel like he's going to ball out. I mean, he balled out this year, and I think yep. he, he wanted to give himself that little bit of extra flexibility uh, personally. And, you know, he's going to be in a really important part of the team next season. All the things that we've talked about about Bruce in the past, you know, I think we probably expected, you know, three years, 18, you know, uh, something around that sort of range. But the fact that he's he's sticking around and, and betting on himself, you know, there isn't a better person to bet on uh, than Bruce Brown because he had a, a tremendous season uh, for the Brooklyn Nets, you know, that small ball center, you know, in the short roll, you know, he, I saw some you know, Instagram video of him practicing this three ball as well. His form is good. So that's something that gives me a, a little bit of you know, hope, a little bit of solace to sort of think about. But you know, it's obviously not the prime A thing that we want from him. You know, Bruce just does all the intangible things and he's going to be an important part of a, a hopeful championship run, bringing everything he did last season and an off, a full off season for Bruce Brown, you know, getting all the, the tips from the coaches and all these different things. I'm really intrigued and excited to see what he can bring to the team next season. I mean, if he develops a three-point shot and let's say he's shooting, you know, three to four attempts a game at 36%, I think he'd earn it. Yeah, I think he'd earn himself a really nice contract next year because he does so many other things on the floor so well that spacing is just that one aspect of his game. If he could find a way to be more impactful there, and like you said, the mechanics aren't bad. We've seen him knock down threes. It's just, I think, more confidence in that area, which means more reps, more practice time, and just kind of feeling better. And I think the Nets are really going to probably encourage him to shoot more threes. You heard his teammates say it, or I think Kyrie told him he wanted to shoot like two a game or something along those lines. And then the more you do it, the more comfortable, more confident, it just becomes part of your game instead of just being this plus that you see once every three nights. Yeah, I want to see it throughout the regular season. If he goes all of six on, on a night here or there, and then there are nights where he goes four of six, you know, yep. use the regular season to experiment like Steve Nash did with the rotation stuff, get those reps. Um, and obviously, you know, we'll have the preseason, all those games and such. You know, the long, the, the way that the Nets use the, the, the regular season as a whole for their team, I want to see some of the players, you know, some of the role guys do that individually as well. James Johnson takes some threes. You know, Patty Mills, see what you can do uh, as, a, as more of a facilitator than necessarily as a, a guy who's just an absolute marksman from three. So, you know, I'm intrigued to see how it all pans out for Bruce. You know, uh, obviously a, a massive fan of his. You know, got the same initials as, as our podcast. So, hopefully <laughs> Bruce Brandon's a Brooklyn Net uh, for long term. But next season, I'm just hoping he balls out like he did this year. Yeah, I agree, Jack. And I think, obviously, there's plenty of room for growth. And, Jack, just taking a quick look at the roster, what they have now, Kyrie Irving, Patty Mills, Javon Carter, James Harden, Bruce Brown, uh, Cam Thomas, KD, Joe Harris, Blake Griffin, uh, Alizé Johnson, James Johnson, Nick Claxon, Daron Sharp, and DJ. There's one roster spot technically available. Alizé's contract is not not fully guaranteed, and obviously we know the rumors of DJ possibly being part of that Spencer Dinwiddie deal. So it looks like the Nets can either sign one more player, maybe they sign two and Alizé has to earn that spot, or maybe they drop off DJ and they add another player. What are some of your hopes for you know the next 24 hours? 
I mean, let's talk about the Spencer Dimwitty deal, Nick, because this yep. is where I think the Nets can make some form of addition, whether it's picks or the offloading of DJ or trade exception. Trade, like the, we're hearing, you know, from you know Quinton Mayo of BetMGM, uh, a Wizards insider, and it's reported some decent things around the Spencer Dimwitty trade that he thinks that this could go down as one of the com- most complicated multi-team trade in NBA history. So I don't think it's necessarily going to be solved anytime soon. And Danny LaRue and Fred Katz of the Athletics suggested that this could become a, a three-team deal involving, you know, um, the Pacers or the Lakers and, and, and getting him into the, the Russell Westbrook trade and lump, lumping him in there. So it's going to be uh, – it's too complicated and, and people much smarter than me are obviously doing much better work in terms of that. But, you know, the, ultimately I want another wing. My prime A candidate is KCP, but I've heard plenty of people sort of say – um, but he has really strong ties with Bradley Beal. You know, their families are close. Their, their partners are close as well. So maybe I need to listen to my expectations. It's sort of like, you know, oh, we've already got KCP at home. And then KCP at home is uh, Kyle Kuzma. But uh, <laughs> ultimately, uh, I've, I've changed, I guess, my trajectory a little bit about Kyle Kuzma. As long as it's not Montrezl Harrell, Nick, you know, Kyle Kuzma is, as a guy, uh, as a wing this season, really improved defensively. You know, can still get a bucket every now and then. And, you know, prove he can be, you know, a legitimate part of a championship contender. You know, he's, he's won a chip, you know, in LA. Yeah. So... Um, obviously, all the antics beyond Kyle Kuzma and the personality aren't necessarily, you know, enthusing. But you know, if it's Kuzma and Thomas Bryant, that's probably the the thing I'd be happy with. If it's, uh, but I think it's going to be something a bit more complicated that I can even think about. But you know, we'll we'll have to wait and see. I'm sure that we'll be recording a podcast soon enough about it. But I don't know if how soon is soon enough at the same time. Yeah, it feels like there's really no rush, which I find intriguing because obviously the Nets maybe like to sign one more free agent. I think they probably like to add a big and a wing. And like you said, could that be Kuzma? I feel like Sean Marks is kind of checking every avenue around the NBA and seeing, you know, what could possibly pop out. But at the end of the day, we can speculate. We really don't know. But like you said, I think at the very least, they're going to get some type of positive asset out of it. But Jack, anything else you want to touch on before we get out of here? Look, we'll obviously be diving deep into this. Good to see the Summer League roster announced. We'll be diving deep yep. into that as well, as well as all the games that are happening You know, over the next week or so. Um, the, the news is not going to stop with the Brooklyn Nets. You, 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 there's no doubt about that. And I'm looking forward to, to seeing what happens next with this team. Um, I guess trust in Sean Marks. Uh, my faith was waning a little bit, but uh, you know, I get a bit hyperbolic. I get caught in the moment, Nick, but we've got Paddy Mills now, so I'm a, a very, very happy Aussie right now. I preach patience, especially with Sean Marks. He hasn't really disappointed us yet. So um, obviously, Patty Mills is great. James Johnson's, I think, a nice addition as well. We'll see what happens with the rest of the offseason. Obviously, this is a mini express pod. Shout out to Jack for fitting us in. Uh, He's busy at work right now. We'll be dropping more pods, obviously, all week long. As always, Jack, a pleasure. And big thanks, everybody, for listening. Patty Mills, Patty Frills. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.